The following message was recorded at Shades Valley Community Church in Homewood, Alabama. For more information and resources from Shades Valley, please visit us at shadesvalley.org. Philippians 2, 5-8 Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. By taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. There is no deeper descent than the cross of Christ. Every step we take towards the cross feels like a a downward journey into the very depths of darkness, wrath, shame, pain, and death. And, And Shades, such a journey feels odd for us because we've spent the last several months on a journey of joy. Like our series through the book of Philippians has been simply entitled joy even the portion of what we've covered during lent was called pressing on and it was called that because we were talking about pressing on towards joy in jesus but now our upward ascent towards joy feels interrupted by a downward descent towards death toward the cross and yet is this an interruption or is it essential? Like, even in the joy-filled book of Philippians, the downward descent of the cross is central because it is essential to joy. There is no joy without the cross of Christ. This is why central in the book, right in the middle, in the heart of Paul's letter to Philippi, he writes this, Philippians 2, 6 and 8, Christ, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Do you feel the downward descent of the cross in Paul's words right there? He starts at the highest point possible. Jesus Christ, God the Son, empties Himself. How? By taking the form of a servant. How? By being born as a babbling infant. Do you feel the the descent, and, and if, if that were not enough of a downward descent, Christ humbles himself even further still. How? By becoming obedient. How? By dying. How? In the most debasing way possible. Even death at its deepest descent, death on a cross. Do you feel the downward descent of the cross? This is the heart of this joy-filled letter. And it's no interruption. It's essential, for there is no ascent to joy without descent to the cross. Why? Why? In order to answer that question, we've got to take the downward journey with Jesus 
to the very depths of darkness, wrath, shame, pain, and death. We've got to take the downward descent of the cross. Let's take it in five steps. First, the cross is a descent into darkness. The cross is a descent into darkness. Matthew 27 and verse 45. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour. The sixth hour, 12 p.m., noon. Like the point in the day when the sun is supposed to be directly overhead at its highest and brightest. At that point, darkness. In Scripture, darkness can be a sign of God's judgment being poured out. Think about the plagues in Egypt. One of the plagues was darkness. God's judgment poured out. And this is happening in Jerusalem on a day when all the Jewish people are preparing to to celebrate one of their greatest feasts, the Feast of Passover. The prophet Amos spoke about this exact thing occurring. That on this day, the wrath, the darkness, the judgment of God would not pass over, but would be poured out on His only Son on the cross. Amos Chapter 8, verses 9 and 10. On that day, declares the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feasts, they're preparing the Passover feast, I will turn your feast into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. I will make it like the morning for an only son. It'll be as if an only son has died because on the cross the only son of god jesus christ he did die he descended into the darkness of god's judgment he took on the very wrath of god and that takes us to the second descent of the cross the cross is a descent into wrath matthew 27 verse 46 about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was forsaken by the Father. Which which doesn't mean that the Father turned His back on His Son. No, it means that He looked towards His Son in condemnation of sin and poured out His wrath. Jesus was forsaken to the wrath of God. And he cries out in agony, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you poured out your wrath upon me? Which, which that's a question to which Jesus actually knows the answer. He asks it for you and for me. He knows the answer, but he asks it so that all who look upon the cross might ask the question themselves. What? Why has God forsaken Jesus to His wrath? There's no reason that He should. Jesus never sinned. He was perfectly righteous. He deserved no wrath for He'd never done wrong. Even one of the thieves being crucified beside Him can recognize that. This man's done nothing wrong. So why? Why? If if He is only righteous, then whose wrath is He receiving? It must be the wrath deserved by someone else. Deserved by us. Jesus is descending into the depths of darkness, the depths of judgment, 
the depths of the wrath of God, the wrath that we deserve. He is taking the descent of the cross for us. He's taking on all our sin, all the wrath it deserved, with all of its shame. And that leads us to the third descent of the cross. The cross is a descent into shame. Matthew 27 and verse 47. Some of the bystanders hearing it, hearing him cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders hearing that said, this man is calling Elijah. Verse 49, others said, wait, let us see if Elijah will come and save him. There was a Jewish tradition that the prophet Elijah would come to the rescue of the righteous in the midst of their distress. And you see, the people understand Jesus' question, why is God forsaking me? They understand that He's saying there's no reason God should forsake me. They understand that He's saying He's righteous. And so they mock Him. They, they say, if you're so righteous, let's see whether or not the prophet Elijah will come to save you. Let's wait around to see if that happens. And they heap shame upon shame on Christ. He's taking on all of our sin with all of its shame and with all of its pain. And that takes us to the fourth descent of the cross. The cross is a descent into pain. Verse 48. And one of them, it's one of the soldiers, ran at once and, and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to Jesus to drink. This is not a kindness. It's cruelty. Soldiers would, would often give drink to crucifixion victims in order to prolong their life in agony, to extend and stretch out their pain. Upon the cross, Christ takes on all of our sin with all of its shame, with all of its pain. And ultimately, He descends into the very death that our sin deserves. That's the fifth and final descent of the cross. The cross is a descent into death. Verse 50. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up His Spirit. Yielded. Yielded up. His spirit. No one took His life from Him. He laid it down of His own accord for you. For, for me. Jesus descended into death so that we wouldn't have to. Shades, this is why. This is why there is no ascent to joy without descent to the cross. This is why the cross is not an interruption to joy, but is essential to it. Because without the cross, we, we would be condemned to descend into the darkness, the wrath, the shame, the pain, the death that our sin deserved. But we don't have to. Christ has done it for us. Christ descended into the darkness so that we might live in His light. Christ descended into the wrath that our sin deserved so that we might receive His grace. He descended into our shame so that we 
we might be clothed in his righteousness. He descended into our pain so that we might know the greatest pleasure, having him forever. He descended into death itself so that we might rise to eternal life in him. Jesus took the descent of the cross so that we might know the ascent of joy. Shades, let's let's take that ascent right now, shall we? Like as we right now, as we worship together on this so as we sit in the darkness of today, as we sit in the darkness of this world, and as we worship amidst the darkness, let's do this. Let's take the ascent of joy in Christ. We can because he took the descent of the cross. And our soul says, Amen. And amen.